Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 94. And on this week's show, we are going to be discussing Oxygen, the new uh, thriller, I suppose, from uh, Alexander Aja. Probably not saying that right, but the the, the French fuck who did uh, High Tension, Crawl, Hills Have Eyes. It's going to be huge. Can't wait to get into it. But let me go ahead and introduce my co-hosts. Travis, how is it going, man? Pretty good. And Tom, how are you, bud? Pretty good. <laughs> um, let's get let's <laughs> let's get this out of the way. NBA playing tournament. I don't oh really know God. how it works, but I saw the Blazers won. Does that mean they're into the playoffs, or do they have to play someone <clears throat> else in the play-in tournament? Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to back up here. This is how it works. Excuse me. <laughs> this is how it works. The seven seed plays the eight seed. The winner of that begin, gets to be the seven seed. The loser of that plays the winner of the nine seed and the ten seed who play in a single elimination game. So if you win between the nine seed and the 10 seed, then you play the loser of the seven seed and the eight seed. And if you win that, you become the eight seed. The Blazers narrowly escaped the play-in tournament. So they were just straight up in the playoffs as the six seed. The the Lakers played the Warriors in the seven, eight matchup one. So they secured the seven seed. The Grizzlies played the Spurs in the 9-10 matchup, won, and then played the Golden State Warriors and beat the Warriors and took the 8 seed. All of this stuff already happened? I thought there were more games today. Yeah, that's real playoffs. That's what's happening yesterday and today. Oh, shit. Wait, so... Yeah, the tournament only took four days because there was only... um, There were only six games to play or something like that. The play-in tournament is essentially... a. Like a wild card kind of thing. to determine the seven eight seed. The playing tournament, yes, is a yeah, kind of like a wild card. The playing tournament is a last ditch effort to create a little more interest around four teams that are probably never going to win the championship, <laughs> and to get <laughs> more teams to stop tanking at the All Star break, which did work this year. So we had lots of teams because mm-hmm. all you got to get is the ten seed, and then you have a you have a shot and make it right. into the playoffs. And it's fun because like the Lakers who were the former, you know, last year's champions were in the play-in tournament. So they could have theoretically just been booted out by a couple of unlucky games, which I would have loved, but you know, whatever. but that didn't there. happen. And, and now they're going to win the playoffs. Right? Well, they're playing the Suns right now who are the number two seed overall and who pretty much nobody expects to actually win this series. Uh, so that should be pretty exciting. It's tied seven seven right now. Shit. So we have half of Tom's attention today, and uh, should make for some great podcasting. <laughs> Tom's gonna put him well, on mute from time to time. Well, you <laughs> you have uh, you have the most of my attention because the Blazers played yesterday and uh, and uh, beat Denver in Denver. So that they're gonna they're gonna win that series in four games. It's gonna be great. Put them in the second round. You sure about Throwing that, bud? Stuff. Isn't, oh, yeah. uh, isn't, uh, <laughs> isn't MVP, likely MVP, uh, Jokic, Jokic, Joker, Jokic, 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 
Yeah, I mean, he had a he had a pretty good game. Um, they let him score, and they didn't let him pass. He had one assist. It's his like season low, possibly career low in assists. Dang. Um, so probably not career low. I mean, come on. They're but, really watching uh, the tape on this guy. Season low. So uh, yeah, they they definitely have the better team. The Blazers do. Um, the Nuggets lost their star point guard like a month and a half ago or something. Uh, for the season, so they're they're hurting, they're losing, a, they're missing a lot of people. They're so, still a good team; it's still dangerous. But I think the Blazers are definitely the better team. So, do, do playoffs play a factor in MVP determination, or is it strictly based no. on regular season? They're not supposed to, but the people who vote for this shit are all human beings who saw all these players in the playoffs last year and who, you know aren't the best at kind of compartmentalizing the regular season and playoffs, but this... they, they, they have already voted. The votes are in. I'm oh, sure. they just haven't announced that. That's why they, they announced the finalists. While. Okay. Yeah. I see. So are, are you just salty that, uh, uh, Lillard wasn't even in the, the combo? I mean, he was in the combo. He'll probably get like fifth or sixth or something in MVP voting. I'm always salty about the way the Blazers are treated. Nothing new here. <laughs> Damien, like statistically, is the um, like least. Uh, he gets sent to the free throw line least of players like of his caliber who drive the ball as much as he does. Um, just because he doesn't like flop around all the time, and um, he does he does talk to the refs a lot, but he he just doesn't play that that game the way a lot of other star players do so he uh yeah 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 for sure so um you know i'm salty about a lot of things no one no one gives portland the respect they deserve (laughs) well i'm i'm uh rooting for the blazers if uh the lakers don't win so i'm I'm halfway there with you tom (laughs) (laughs) if they win if the blazers win this series I think they would play the winner of Utah and no, no, they would play the the winner of Spurs and I mean, Suns and Lakers. I'm pretty sure. Oh man. Lakers, Blazers. That would be huge. Lakers, Blazers rematch. Uh, yeah. I mean, that'd be sweet if the Blazers didn't lose in four again. (laughs) Um, cool. Well, that's the NBA, uh, power hour or power, power five. Thanks for getting us up to speed. Um, Travis, over to you. What's going on, bud? Uh, not too much. Although yesterday we did spend most of the day uh, creating some sort of backyard situation for ourselves because it was pretty bare back there. Got a uh, pole planted with some light strung on it. We got a umbrella for our little table. Got some more plants going on, so Hell it actually yeah. looks like a uh, place you want to spend some time in now. Nice. I uh, and then, uh, just in time for the storm to come rolling in today. Yeah, let's hope that's not the case. We made a little uh, makeshift umbrella stand, so <laughs> it's gonna snap in half like a toothpick out of a uh, <laughs> bucket of rocks. So hopefully that holds. <laughs> I tell you guys, my tree fell in half. Tree? No. <laughs> yeah, in the front yard. It just snapped in half like two weeks ago. Any oh, damage? Shit. To the tree, yeah. 
Well, <laughs> I meant <laughs> to your house. No, it wasn't that big of a tree, and it was it wasn't that close to the house. Mm. Um, I mean, it was a pain to clean it up and, and everything. I had to um, I had to get a chainsaw. It was that big of a job. Um, Did you already have a chainsaw? No, I had to buy one. I just bought a little electric one. Nice. Um, and then I am going to try and dig out the stump, but I'm guessing that I'll give up at some point, and then, and then I don't know what I'll do. Buy some dynamite, maybe. Light it on fire. <laughs> That's called a controlled yeah. burn. <laughs> <laughs> Bud. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know how to burn out a stump. I also don't want to like smoke out the whole block, though, so I probably won't do that. Hmm. Well, you'll figure it out. I have faith. I yeah, just picture I so. just picture you out there <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon in a wife beater, wearing like a, <laughs> a, a you know a hat, just like sweating with a shovel, just digging up the stump. Mm-hmm. With a volleyball with a bloody face propped up next to me, <laughs> just talking to it. <laughs> you gotta pass the time, you know. Um. I am happy to announce that I am a grill daddy now. I'm big into barbecuing. <laughs> when uh, my parents were here, bought a grill, and my dad my dad showed me the ropes, took me through BBQ 101. Mm-hmm. And now I'm grilling like a madman, and I'm loving it. Awesome. First, what are you, first what are you ever, grilling? oh, you know, hot dogs, burgers, steaks. First ever attempt at grilling steaks came out marvelously. I was a little concerned uh, about uh, food poisoning because they were uh, (laughs) pretty rare steaks, but they were (laughs) delicious. (laughs) So both Haley and I came out the other end of it without any any issues. So now I can say confidently they were perfect steaks. But in the moment, it was dicey there. (laughs) Don't quote me on this, but I I feel like red meat is kind of safer on the food poisoning side than, say, a... You know, a fish mm-hmm. or a chicken. Oh, it, it totally is. But, you know, I, I was trying to make sure that I kept my workspace clean and I wasn't cross-contaminating. But, you know, it was my first my first time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what will get you. Cross-contaminating. You grill any veggies? Uh, I grilled some asparagus one time. Mm. Came out pretty good. You got to uh, grill some salmon next. Yeah, I'm not a big fish guy. Well, salmon's like barely fish. It's like the steak of salmon. <laughs> I mean, steak of fish. Yeah, I don't think salmon exists out here, though. Maybe I can grill like a nice piece of marlin or something. Or uh, Sure. I don't think there's Hell any yeah. salmon on the East Coast, is there? Well, the there's Atlantic salmon, salmon, but it's not really salmon. No, that's that's dumpster salmon. <laughs> that's like from the, the Hudson salmon. River, like the mutant salmon. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I don't know what's on the East coast, but, um, I'm sure there are some meaty white fish. You could get some swordfish probably. Yeah. Swordfish. That's what I meant when I said Marlin. Are Marlin considered swordfish? Don't Marlins have like little, little dick noses, no. sharp dick nose? Yeah. They look sort of the same, but they're different fish. Oh. All right. Well. Pretty sure I, Marlin are bigger. Yeah. Marlin are huge. It's going to be huge when I cross that bridge. But for now, you know. Sticking to the basics, probably probably uh, dabble in chicken next. My dad is the chicken master, so he showed mm. me how he grills his chicken. Best chicken ever. So, how does he do it? Let's hear it. 
how does he do it? He he seasons it with a little uh, little seasoning salt, salt and pepper beforehand. That's it. You get your. Uh, he showed me how to find the hot spot, so you move your move your chicken around, grill evenly, uh, mm-hmm. and then you wait till the very end. Slather on that BBQ sauce, that sweet baby rays, mm-hmm. just slather it on there, and then uh, hope that you don't give your guests uh, salmonella. So sick. <laughs> My uncle taught me to uh, do a little pre bake in the oven beforehand, so. Uh it doesn't oh, have to nice. cook this long on the And oh. you just go out there and, and char it up, and, yeah. and you know it's cooked. So he's a cheater. Yeah. He's a coward. No, he's a pro. No, he's <laughs> he's afraid is what it sounds like. He's all like. about the consistency, Matt. <laughs> the consistency? Uh, nah, if it grills in the oven, you don't know where you're at in the cook. That sounds like overcooked chicken to me. But it cooks but when the you bake center it, easier. It keeps its and, juice a little bit better. Less chance of uh, totally charring the outside. Well, you know, a master gotta, griller you doesn't even cook have to that worry chicken. about it. That's true. <laughs> God, put this guy on chef's table. Uh, I deep fried fish on Friday for the first time. I've never deep fried anything Ooh. like in my house. Did you just do it on yeah. the stove, or did you buy like a like a deep fryer? On the stove, yeah. I was really annoyed. Are um, you a fry daddy? Had... <laughs> I'm a fry daddy. I'm a grease daddy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Canola oil, baby. Uh, yeah, I was really annoyed because we had we had guests over, and um, Sarah had picked the recipe. And anytime we do something I haven't made before, it stresses me out. If we have guests, yeah, uh, especially if it involves fish. And like everything was going wrong. Like uh, she started the recipe and then I had to like come in in the middle of it, which I hate. It was on the phone, which I also hate because, you know, your phone like uh, shuts off every 10 seconds and (laughs) it's in a blog and you got to scroll all the way back down to where you were. And it's just like a fucking nightmare. The page crashes and reload it. (laughs) You know, it's like, okay, I got the oregano and then, oh my God, where am I? Um, And then, and then I realize it's, deep frying it's not just putting it in the pan and like pan searing this fish and then the fish wasn't fully defrosted because it's fish that my dad caught we've had it in the freezer for forever and i and it was just it was looking really bad it was looking like we were going to eat it about midnight and it was going to be disgusting but we got it at around 8 30 and uh it turned out great the batter looked horrible at first but we just added more beer and it was it was perfect nice dude yeah so you salvaged well, it oh yeah it turned out really good and it like the beer battle was perfect, and it um, you know turned all brown and delicious. When you uh, perfect that recipe, uh, be sure to invite me over. Sure, will do. <laughs> Rockfish. All right. Any uh, any updates? Any news before we dive into our review here? Just the tree for me. Um, I did go to L.A. a couple weeks ago. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, visiting a friend of the show, uh, Dusty. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, He is the producer of Flesh and Blood and uh, The Place of No Words. The Place of No Words is on uh, Hulu right now, if you guys want to check it out. Oh, nice. Sweet. The the one I saw at Tribeca. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... but yeah, it was a uh, not as an eventful trip as the last time I was there. Um, but we got to spend a lot of time with him. That was nice. He made sure he had a uh, 
open schedule and uh, checked out a couple breweries, ate lots of food, didn't do too much touristy stuff, uh, mainly because we did a lot of it last time and then things we wanted to do were not available to us. We wanted to go to Six Flags, but uh, it was only open to California residents, so that was kind of lame. But uh, overall, it was a pretty fun trip. Nice. Very cool. You should have just told him you were a Los Angelino. No. No? Too bad I couldn't pull out the Vax card. Mm. <laughs> well, they check your ID. They don't. Let you, Disneyland's the same way. They don't, they don't let you... Uh, they don't let you in without proof. Florida, though, you don't have to be vaccinated. You don't have to have a mask. You don't even have to. There's, It's the Wild West out here. So you really should have come here. And you could have gone to Disney World and just fucking. You could have showed up butt ass naked if you wanted to. And they would have let you swim in. the moat. <laughs> Crawl up the grassy knoll on the other side and you're in. Mickey Mouse helps you out of the water. Matt, have you rewatched the Florida Project since you moved to Florida? No, not since I moved to Florida, but I've Florida Project is the movie that I've I've force fed more than any other movie probably. I've seen that movie like four or five times. Oh my god. And I don't even like it that much. I just keep trying to make it make it happen and has just happened. not happening. I watched it after I visited Florida the first time, but no, not mm. since I've lived here. I see. I still haven't seen it since uh we saw it for my birthday in the theater. Way back when. Really? Oh, you fucking loved mm -hmm. it too, right? No, or I no, didn't. you were, <laughs> you I were liked it. mixed on it, right? <laughs> I think I gave it a four. That's a pretty good score. That's pretty good. That is pretty good. Didn't love it. Speaking of loving it, let's move on to our featured review. <laughs> oh, <God>. uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking <laughs> Oxygen. It's on Netflix. Let's go ahead and listen in to a clip. I would like to buy a hamburger. 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 No, no, no. Let's break it down. I, uh, I, I would, 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 would. Would weird would would like 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 two 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 by 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 a a hamburger hamburger. All right. Oxygen is the new film from Alexander Aja. Film stars Melanie Loren. Uh, that's about it. Uh, plus I think it's pronounced Aha. Aha? Mm -hmm. Like the band uh, who does Take On Me. <laughs> All right, plot synopsis. A woman wakes in a cryogenic chamber with no recollection of how she got there. As she's running out of oxygen, she must rebuild her memory to find a way out of her nightmare. This is a, uh, I don't know what to call it, sci-fi thriller, I guess. Um, 
from the French New Wave, not I'm not gonna call him a master, French New Wave guy, Alexander Aha himself. And uh, immediate comparison for me uh, was Buried, the Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. film taking place in a coffin. Mm-hmm. Um, won't get into specifics plot-wise yet. I do think we should do a little little spoiler section at the end. But uh, I'll just come right out and say it. This movie is a piece of shit. Uh, I hated it. <laughs> it was boring. It was really stupid. The script is so, so stiff. And <laughs> I was invested for maybe 10 minutes. And then after that, Dude, it was the all downhill. minutes ruled. The first 10 <laughs> minutes were pretty good. I was interested. I'm not going to say they ruled, but I was interested. I was vibing for the first 10 minutes. Vibing with the first 10. <laughs> Beyond 10 minutes, I lost interest very quickly. Just... So she's stuck in a cryogenic chamber and she has amnesia, essentially. That's the that's the premise of the film. And she, you know, is trying to examine her surroundings and there's like an AI system built into this cryogenic chamber that she interacts with. And I don't know. She just like was asking the wrong questions. And this movie, this could have been like a five minute movie. She just asked the right questions, and I, I don't know. It was. I just, she does suck at. I bet she's terrible at twenty questions. <laughs> I I just I had a miserable time with this thing. I uh, it looks pretty, I guess. I mean, it's artfully done in certain sequences, but sure, yeah. You but know. you spend the majority of the time in that chamber, so it's very repetitive, very samey. Yeah, and they try to sprinkle in these flashbacks, and it's like... There are so many, like, horribly underdeveloped plot lines that they that they kicked off over the course of this movie that just... <laughs> they end up having no no bearing on on the, the story or the end result or anything. It, it's not to me... See, I didn't think that they were, like, unresolved or redundant. It's just that they're made... To feel like false and kind of twee by the end of it, once it's revealed, like what the actual situation is, I just removed myself completely from any investment in the characters once it's revealed, like exactly what's going on. You know what I mean? And it kind of negates any potential story or character building that had occurred previously to that. I, I, again, I'm dancing around it, but you know where the film ultimately leads. It just—I just don't care about any of the things that happen with the characters, the stuff they sprinkle in. I know that's part of the mystery because you're supposed to be like, "Oh, who is she? What is she doing? Who's this? Who's this person? You know, what's her relation?" Yeah. And it just—it ends up being really fucking silly yeah. by where the I'm film goes. I. Uh... Uh, I felt the exact same way. There are a few other things that I also didn't like. One was the 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 timing of the movie, like the whole the pace of the oxygen and how it's going. It was down. all over the place. All over the place, and they try to sort of make an excuse for why that is at some point, but really it was just it was just like badly <laughs> badly done. And then um, uh, I thought Milo was really bad. Milo is the um, the computer you know the ai 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's somewhere in between being like a really sophisticated AI and being like the most rudimentary uh, ones and zeros like menu system. <laughs> like yes. he can he can understand some really complex commands and requests and like uh, emotions and others he is like cannot compute and it's super inconsistent and frustrating. Yeah, like um, when she asks to view like what's going on and he's yes. like it's already visible and then she has to like ask an additional question to get him to like remove the filter or whatever. And he's mm -hmm. like but not so to stupid. you. <laughs> 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 uh yeah, totally. And um there was something else I hated too but oh, the um the sort of like jump scary stuff I thought was stupid. Didn't belong in the movie. Like the rat stuff. Yeah. The hole in the face. Yes, both those things. Those are the, those are the two things. And so, well, I, never mind. Tra Travis, let, let's yeah. hear. I, you need to go. I got. I got to hear. I didn't really like it either. Um, I thought it was pretty predictable. Like I, I guessed the twist pretty early on. It feels like um, like a mashup of five different movie ideas into one. Like Matt said earlier, buried the island came to mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. The ending, um, Blade Runner to an extent. Gravity. Uh, just yeah. Uh, just felt too familiar, and also yeah, just kind of boring because just of yeah, it's mostly just an entire movie of her asking questions and trying to figure out a way to get out of it, and you're just spent there the whole time. I don't know. I just, for a movie like this, it needs to be more entertaining, uh, and I do think Buried is an entertaining movie. Um, I yeah. think they were able to create some tension with what's going on within the story, but this was just kind of lame. Uh, I thought Melanie Laurent was pretty good in it, and, yeah, it looked fine, and, like, the score was pretty cool, um, but, yeah, I just was never really invested, thought it was kind of lame from a story perspective, not really any new ideas overall. It's also like a gimmick on top of a gimmick. It's like the whole concept <laughs> of the movie is a gimmick. And then all of the flashbacks and like what's supposedly going on at earth also feels very gimmicky. Spoiler, bud. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen the movie and you could figure it out, from the, whatever this movie can keep no secrets anyway. So, yeah, it, I, I kind of feel like the movie kind of jumps the shark a little bit too with some of that stuff. Like, maybe we can talk about more specifically in spoilers, but the more uh, sci-fi, I guess, the plot gets, the less interested I became. Like, initially, when you don't know what's going on or where she is, I was like, okay, this is cool. What's going on? But you pretty quickly realize that there's I guess my main problem was that I never I don't feel like this movie is very good at building tension. I was never uh, scared's not the right word, but like you know, I didn't get like sweaty palms. I wasn't like hyperventilating, you know what I mean? Like I was never really invested, invested. in the action <laughs> or her situation and that's what this movie is. And and some people really like this movie. Like it's getting I would say average reviews, but generally positive, I think. Um 
and people say it's really tense and i just it's just just the way it's presented and how far-fetched the 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 plot is and it's a lot of recycling of ideas and and motifs that we've seen in this kind of movie because i mean at this point we've seen between buried and even something like Locke. You know, Tom Hardy sitting in a car, mm-hmm. you know, like we've see- had a lot of these movies and this one just doesn't really choose a lane. It's trying to be too many things at once. It's trying to be this like, not existential, but this like, you know, science fiction, like romance drama and also be this like tense thriller. And it just, it, it kind of fails at all of it <laughs> for me anyway yeah I, I was rolling my eyes every time that they tried to create you know tension whether it was her asking milo to do something and he's like you know i'm sorry hal uh or <laughs> if it was her just like explaining the situation or her thought process in the most rigid like like uh <laughs> you know tell don't show way possible uh it was it was really hard to to feel whatever you know the movie was trying to make you feel totally and i just i don't know i i I guess i'm kind of confused as to what the movie's goal was i mean i guess to be some sort of like tense thriller but it kind of fails in that regard and well, it's know. also trying to be relevant to a degree, and it was shot during the pandemic. Which, you know, it's a it's essentially a one-location film. And I, I, I did like some of the visual flourishes. Um, I thought there were some neat, like, uh, I mean, we've seen it before, but there's a scene where she's in the chamber, but the camera like zooms out, you know, and it's just a black background and we see her like laying in the chamber from a side profile. And I thought that was a cool visual. The camera like was like spinning a little bit. There's some cool things that are happening. It was just Mm -hmm. buried within this story. I could not give two shits about. Yeah. The opening looked cool. And, uh, also, the sequence where you go outside of the pod with, without spoiling anything, that looked pretty cool, too. You know what I'm talking about? Where it I zooms out. I don't know what you're talking and about. And then it, like, it eventually, like, fades into her eyeball. That was my favorite part? part of the whole movie. Oh, yeah. So it's okay. a little eye, I eye candy. I know what you're talking about now. <laughs> um, those were some cool moments. The... Uh, I don't re- remember what it was called, but the thing that was trying to poke her, um, that was like a, a short little tense moment, but ultimately it wasn't anything to like get too excited about. Oh, the like, uh, yeah, but at the same time, there's like, it, it kept repeating that message like of uh, We've seen tampering, it before. Tampering with, it a, <laughs> tampering with a, you know, a medical whatever is punishable under European Union law of uh, 10 years. I was just like... We also know. saw her... Uh, we, we saw a... Well, I don't want to spoil it, but that method that you're talking about could have easily been performed in another more obvious way. But 
<laughs> instead they decided to get the the uh jabber with a life of its own to come out the side of the <laughs> side of the pod um I don't have any other general thoughts. You guys, should, you guys want to move into spoilers? Is there anything else, um, kind of generally speaking, before we can just speak freely about uh, how fucking dumb this movie is? Uh, no, I don't have too much to say about this movie. All right, Tom, <laughs> speak no, now or nothing. forever hold your peace. Okay. <laughs> um, let's let's drop stars and then we'll move into spoilers. Uh, I'll go first. I landed on a 1.5. Brutal. Ouch. I'll give it a 2. I think I'm going to give it a 2 just because uh, I need to save some room for movies that I hate more. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay. Let's move into spoilers. If you have not seen Oxygen or you care to watch it, Go ahead and skip past this part of the show. Check the show notes. So, Tom kind of uh, alluded to it, but takes place in space. She is not on Earth. She is in this space station full of cryogenic chambers filled with people to go populate this colony and their clones on top of that. And a lot going on. (laughs) We don't really ever understand why this is happening. Like is earth clearly earth is still habitable because Melanie, Melanie Lorenz character talks to her real self because she like calls the pod or something. I still didn't really connect how that even happened, but like, well, she'd already dialed the number, and then and then her real self calls back. She had called herself. I I know she had called, she had called some woman wanting to to talk to Leo, which yes, is her like and, boyfriend, and, and, her, right? and she answered. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was probably Leo's like house number or something. Because in the future, we we have landlines again. Right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, once once the twist happens that we're in space and this is like a, a like a colony ship that's going out, it just really, really makes me lose any investment I had in the characters because they're like trying to play up this like love story and she has these memories of being with Leo and it's like as soon as you realize that she's just a clone and these are implanted memories I just don't care about the human aspect of the story anymore you know what I mean like not to say that you can't do interesting things with clones I mean Never Let Me Go is a perfect example of a movie that humanizes the concept of like of cloning a human being and what that means in an existential way, right? But when you do this kind of science fiction thriller romance, as soon as you reveal that these are just clones floating in space, like I lose any personal investment I had in the characters and their story. Because it's just, 
implant like fuck clones. You can't you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if you're gonna do something interesting with this notion of like you know replicants, whatever you want to call them, clones who have these like implanted memories of their uh, biological host. You have to do something to make me give a shit about the clone. So, Matt, you know what I mean? are you not sensitive to clones' emotions? Is that what you're saying? Not in this movie. I'm saying you got to do some work, bud. That's How what I'm dare saying. you? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I I agree. It's a small. It's it's a relatively small <laughs> aspect of the story, right? But well, it just I just feel like the shark. I don't know the. Uh, the twist just, I don't know. I was just already getting the feeling that she was a clone in the beginning and that we were in space just because like, I don't know, when I think of waking up in a cryogenic chamber, I think like either Alien or The Matrix, you know, like something like that. Right. And so I, I didn't um, I didn't think she was on Earth somewhere and she's not underground. Like that doesn't make sense. Um, so it just seemed plausible that she would be in space and then when she didn't know her past and like was having these weird flashbacks and stuff, it just felt very clony to me. <laughs> um, Did it not to you guys? I mean, were you surprised by the twist? Well, no, I wasn't surprised. I, I'm not going to say I saw it coming, but when it happened, I was like, really? That's where <laughs> this movie is going? Well, I mean, Matt, when you talk about jumping the shark... For me, it was like, okay, so she's, I mean, we, we already are having to figure out like what technology is available with this stupid Milo and the fact that they're like in this crazy ship and everything. And then you find out, oh, um, also she learned how to put things, you know, one bean's memories into another bean like okay wow that's that's a lot for the last like 10 minutes of this movie and then after that it's like oh yeah and they're clones and it's like okay what hold on how many fucking uh super like pick one you know you can't have all of them <laughs> uh so uh, that that was what felt like jumping the shark to me yeah and the fact that i don't know like her her level of access just seemed insane to me like the amount of stuff she could accomplish in that little tube with Milo was just insane. Like all of the information she had access to, the it, it could. Oh yeah, it just gave They're her like so much information. Like why? About to why leave would the solar system, and she has she just has like the internet. Yeah, she can place phone calls. She can gain access to like the visual feed of all the other tubes and the movie kind of like it, it picks and chooses what kind exactly. of access is too much access. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's and very it convenient. Totally. She could, she could just do so much and it was insane to me that she could like, I mean the fact that the movie Ends like not the very very ending, but she's running out of oxygen and she has the epiphany and she's like, "Oh, what if I redirect the oxygen?" And it, you know, they put her back into hypersleep so that the the computer can it'll take fourteen thousand minutes for some dumb fucking reason to override the security. What? 
Four, yeah, as long as you can wait 14,000 minutes, you can override the security system. <laughs> yeah, that's no big deal. So it just doesn't make any sense. We like, have to talk about the oxygen, too, because she spends about 45 minutes with 1% oxygen left, um, <laughs> like watching TV. And Dude, it's like when your phone has 1%, it's the most... It can right. go either when way. The, yeah. It's the longest percent. You're right. There must be something to that. And then what I loved was like, okay, it's only going to take 14,000 minutes. It's cool if you completely run out of oxygen right now. We're going to put you in hypersleep, and you don't need oxygen when you're in hypersleep. <laughs> so like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Isn't that what she got woken up for in the first place because her oxygen was low? Right. She was in hypersleep then. Uh uh, so that was just insane to me that they couldn't like just audiences are smart enough to understand that you need maybe 10% like zero. does it have to be zero? You know, just for the drama. <laughs> she like down to the fucking wire on this one. Like, <laughs> Oh God. It was like those, when it Mila. showed the visual of the pods floating down like maple seeds to the planet i was oh, just yeah. like that i'm so huge. done with this movie like get <laughs> out of here with this i don't care i didn't care why he was looking at seats to begin with and i don't care now and it, i just feel like all of this like kind of tertiary stuff would have been less annoying or silly if the movie was just more tense or, you know, like if i was more thrilled by this movie, i would probably forgive a lot of this bullshit but i wasn't thrilled by it so what do you do when you're bored you fucking nitpick or at least i do you know what i mean so i was just like every step along the way just finding things to nitpick because i just the movie didn't do a good enough job of of getting me invested in the situation that her character was in i just could not give a shit unfortunate just crawl like crawl is another movie that is real stupid but that movie's really fun, and there are some tense mm-hmm. moments. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it might be a silly premise. I mean, fucking trapped in the basement of a house, flooded a house with alligators. But that's a way more interesting premise. Stuck oh, yeah, in a pod they, in space, that should be interesting, but it just They wasn't. do try and crank up the drama and crawl, even though it's kind of unnecessary for a movie like that. I mean, th- that's exactly what this movie does, too, right? I mean, Crawl yeah. has like a, fa- <laughs> like a familial, you know, like a side plot with her sister and her dad, and she's trying to rescue her dad. And this movie has that, too, where she's, you know, wants the her whole goal is to be reunited with Leo. I don't give a fuck about Leo. I don't care about your yeah, stupid Leo scar sucks. on your forehead. <laughs> fuck you, Leo. You know, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> it was rough. It was a rough run. Rough rough run? Rough one. Movie sucks. Oh. I'm over it. Any other Bummer. Th- any other thoughts on uh Oxygen? Asha failed this. Yeah. He's you know. Thank you thank you, Aha, for <laughs> Piranha three D. <3D. laughs> and uh Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Fuck you for high tension. And oxygen. Crawl, you get a pass. Crawl's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what comes but next from this. Department. We are technically in the minority for this one. So. Yeah, people love this thing, or some people do. Check her out and make your own opinion. It's on Netflix now. Go ahead and watch. Let us know. 
let's move on with our lives. What do you say? <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. Let's go ahead and move into what else we've been watching. Um, Travis, did you yep. start watching Mayor of Easttown? Have not. Tom, are you caught up on Mayor of Easttown? Obviously. Was your mind blown? We're not going to say anything specific, but after the last episode, was your mind blown? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I can't believe they're making us wait for more. I know, dude. How many episodes are there going to be? Eight? Seven. Only seven. Okay, so tonight's two. the last one. No, 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 no. There's two left. Tonight's episode really? six. Oh, I thought I thought last week's was. That was five. That was episode five. Interesting. We got two left. Travis, there's never been a better a better time to get on board. It's huge. Mayor of Easttown is I am it's a good show. So good. Legit show. I am curious. I do love me some Kate Winslet. By the time we record next, the show should be over, I think. Or well, it depends on when we record, I guess. But no, it'll be over. Oh, it'll definitely be over because the finale is next week. Okay. You got some homework, bud. That way we can talk spoiler free. But it's it's good, you know? Detective small town procedural show. It's good shit. Kate Winslet. She's great. Evan Peters. Come on. Who? Get on board. Evan Peters? Oh, that True kid. Blood? You watch True Blood, don't you? Or did? You watch True Blood? He was in True Blood? Yeah. Or so Haley t- tells me. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I'm pretty sure he's also an American Horror Story, too. He's in a bunch of those. I know him from movies like X-Men and American Animals. Yeah, Quicksilver. Yep, that guy. That guy. He's a very cool. uh, likable fellow in this movie or in this show. Yeah. He's great. So, good show. Well, you know, next episode we'll have more to say. I I don't want to get into anything specific about it because Travis hasn't seen it, but I will try. Haley and I are obsessed. Um, what do you guys got? How much have you guys uh, been watching lately? What are you into? Mm, not too much. Well, a couple things. Let's hear it. Yeah, I only have a couple things too. Let's uh, let's talk about it. What have you been up to? Uh, I watched The Killing of Two Lovers. It's a new movie for Rent on VOD. Uh, I think Neon released it. It's a indie drama. Lots of buzz. Um, was pretty hyped on it, just based on the trailer and the buzz surrounding it. Uh, ultimately, I thought it was okay. Kind of disappointing, just based on everyone creaming about it. Uh, it's, uh, basically about this guy who is separated from his wife and they have like, you know, some sort of parenting plan and the kids go back and forth. Um, and he's trying to get back with her, but she has a boyfriend. So, you know, things are complicated. It's pretty bare bones story and it's pretty short. It's like 80 minutes or so. Uh, I just feel like it didn't really do a lot. Like, it just, I don't know, it wasn't as maybe, like, thrilling or tense as I hoped it would have been. Um, but I thought the, the lead guy was pretty good. And there's some there's some good moments of tension, and there's some good scenes just between the kids and the dad. Um, but, yeah, I thought the ending was a little lackluster. just felt like it 
just kind of wrapped up without a it was like a false climax type situation where you thought something was going to go down but uh not really <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it was okay but ultimately disappointing and you rented this and you said it's VOD right now yep yeah it was like 6 6 dollars i think but i had a 5 dollar credit for fandango so gave her a shot cool i've never even heard of it you said it's called the killing of two lovers mhm um worth oh, a watch like the, but you weren't head over heels yeah i did like the cinematography too and it is shot in like a i don't know if it was 4/3 but it's um definitely more of a squarish presentation mm. shot squarish. in utah i think it's uh it's got some good uh mountain shots and stuff some snow oh man <laughs> <Pretty> cool. <I> <laughs> <love snow>. <laughs> <laughs> that is cool that's very cool um tom what about you what are you been up to um I started a lot of TV shows, and I watched Minari. I think you talked about Minari last time, didn't you? I don't think you did. Did I? Or was that Travis? I think that was Travis. I, I think I did. I think I just watched it like a few days ago. So. Yeah, that would have been Travis. Uh, what did you think? I still haven't caught up with it. Um, a nice movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it just, I don't know. It just doesn't pack enough punch for me. Um, it's an, it's a, it's a good story. You know, it's a good movie. I just don't think it's anything really that special. Um, I mean, except for the cast and the, you know, the people represented in it. Um, yeah, the grandma's great. Uh, she's the star of the show, just like she was at the Oscars <laughs> and, uh, and the little boy's super cute, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. It kind of came and went, I don't even really like, I can recall the movie now, but nothing really stands out to me about it. Didn't really have any kind of impact. No, nah, not really. Um, Matt, I, I think I mean, like it would have made my list because anything would have made my list. Right. The bar was pretty low. You had two two star movies on your top <laughs> last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Matt, you'd prob you'll probably like it. Um, yeah. Is this streaming somewhere for free yet? Or do we still have for It was $6. It was $6. Better than 20 You guys are chums. I'm just waiting for it to pop up on Hulu. <laughs> We all know it's going to land on Hulu the eventually. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sarah really wanted to watch it, so we did. Um, let's see. Should I rattle off these TV shows I started? Sure. Okay. We started 000 on Amazon. What? It's, um, it's a uh, series that follows the journey of a cocaine shipment. So it goes through like four different groups. There's the buyers, the sellers, the um, the brokers, and the something or whatever. Like the harvesters uh, or whatever. And yeah, I don't even think it goes there. Um, but 
it's supposed to, you know, kind of capture all these different, um, these different groups and their involvement and how, how it plays out over the course of, uh, over the course of like, um, you know, production to consumption. Um, I thought it was like, fine. I was interested. Uh, we got like 15 minutes in and then Sarah was like, I, I don't care about this. So we turned <laughs> Wait, it off. Is this with, uh, like Dane DeHaan and Andrea Riceborough? Yes. But they weren't in the, in the, from what I'd seen, they weren't in it. Mm. Oh, um, so this is not a documentary. This is. No, this like is, a, this is a narrative TV show, TV show yep. about cocaine trafficking. Yep. According to this poster on IMDb, it's a Sky original. So it's British. Sky. Sky is a, a UK uh, channel, I think. Ugh, why would you watch anything with Dane DeHaan in it? <laughs> hey, come on, dude. Valerian? <laughs> That's true. And uh, Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. But he does. He's like the worst part of both those movies. <laughs> so to your point. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there's that. I, I might go back to it, but I probably won't. I thought it could be a show for both of us, but um, I don't know. Drugs don't do it for Sarah. Um, and then I started watching Billions right after that. And I yelled at her while she was in the kitchen. I said, I think I found a show that you would hate even more. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. A a lot of people are crazy for this show. I, I, so I did some research and the first season is rated the most poorly of them, uh, which makes sense because the pilot is trash. Uh, the script is trash. (laughs) The characters, the whole thing just seems like, uh, lowest common denominator and, and it feels really dated. I don't know when season one was 2016. Yeah. It feels like, you know, uh, right at the peak of kind of like the fast talking, super witty main character, you know, when that was really, really popular with like, uh, I don't know, Sherlock. And, um, I I feel like every show was kind of like that. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about house. Who knows? (laughs) Uh, anyway, if you guys ever watched billions, no, I know Paul Giamatti's in it, but yeah, that's about all I know of it. Yeah, House of Cards. You know, you could you could draw some comparisons to House of Cards for sure. Uh, and then two other shows. I watched a couple episodes of Castlevania. Seems pretty cool, you know, as far as anime goes. I've been thinking about pulling the trigger on that. Yeah, it's. I'll keep watching that one. People people love that show. They really do. That's why I feel like I have to give it a chance. And then we watched the first episode of Halston. Which is bad. What? Yeah, Sarah says it felt like a lifetime movie. So. Oh yeah. Not going to continue with that one. That last night, and I said no. <laughs> yeah, I was interested, but um, uh, it's not. It's not good. Oh, it's got Ewan McGregor in it. What'd you call him? Ewan that's McGregor. <laughs> uh huh. Oh, that's a Ryan Murphy show. Never mind. Not interested anymore. I don't know what that means. Ryan Murphy? Owen? Yeah. Ryan Murphy is a glee American horror story. Mm. Nip tuck. Ratchet. That guy. <laughs> it's He's Ewan. Like Am I saying his name wrong? It's wannabe. Ewan McGregor, right? I think you say Ewan. Ewan? Ewan. 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 Ewan McGregor. Like a Y. E- 
Ewan. <laughs> Ewan. <laughs> Ewan Gregor. Ewan Kenobi. <laughs> Um, what happened to, what happened to Sasquatch? You didn't start watching Sasquatch? Oh, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was great. Oh, you did watch Sasquatch. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought we talked about it. No. That was, uh, you texted me. You were like, hey, Matt, what's that show you Oh, yeah, you yeah, watched? yeah. No, I, I watched the whole thing. It was awesome. <laughs> Pretty uh, cool, right? Yeah. I liked it a lot. Good payoff, like you said. Um, and, uh, it's just kind of crazy to see, uh, sort of like, weed growing in california and what it's really like and uh you know because you know this is all everybody knows that it's all grown in california but the fact that there's like this specific place and uh what it was like you know in the 70s and the good old days and then how it kind of changed is all super super interesting Mm -hmm. and just the the mechanics of the the way the plot and information is presented to you you know it it leaves breadcrumbs and it does a really good job of like track like you know like the detective aspect of the story you know the detective himself is pretty um interesting too like he's a good uh, he's a fascinating guy oh yeah he is his whole process and like how weirdly um comfortable with risk he is and all of it yeah it's pretty cool travis i think you'd, you'd probably like it it's only three episodes i mean what do you got yeah, to lose? I'm definitely curious. <laughs> I don't think anybody would not like this show. It's one of those one of those things. There's something for everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Do you love Bigfoot? Man, this is a show for you. Mm-hmm. Do, you love, <laughs> do you love true crime docs? Get into it. Do you love weed? Mm-hmm. Then you're going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> I did feel like I needed to be drinking a uh, smoothie sour the whole time. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like a really dank, kind of you know, strong. That that just felt right to have in my hand. See, I feel like you should be drinking like a Keystone Light watching this show. Too real. <laughs> I prefer the cartoonish, uh, you know, bubblegum version of life. And that's what a smoothie sour is for you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Nice. All right. Well, let me, uh, I'm going to knock out a couple of, of bangers real quick. Um, last night, Haley and I watched Saint Maud. Have either of you caught up with this one yet? No, but why don't we just mm-hmm. review that instead? Well, it's kind of old at this point. I mean, I mean it was really a... about oxygen. Let's <sighs> Excuse me. St. <laughs> Maud, it's on Amazon now. It was previously an Epics exclusive, <laughs> which who the fuck pays for Epics? But it's on Amazon now. So Haley and I pulled the trigger, and this is an A24 joint. Um, trailers first started popping off for this thing, like right around the beginning of COVID, like right before COVID happened. I feel like the marketing campaign was really gearing up for this movie. And uh, it got delayed. And then it was on Epics. So I saw it pop up on Amazon and Haley was like, let's watch that. So we did. And took a while for me to get invested. So St. Maud is essentially about this um, young nurse who is uh, providing home care for this like eccentric like artist type woman. 
and she has these con she speaks directly to God, you know what I mean? She prays and there's like a horror elements where like basically the whole movie is kind of like an allegory for mental illness, but through the lens of like being possessed by the Holy ghost, basically like it's a possession movie, but instead of being possessed by a devil, it's like, she's like the God is moving through her kind of thing. It's pretty interesting premise and it is pretty slow. It wasn't until the last like 20 minutes that I was like, everything really kind of came together for me and I was creaming. But by the end of it, I loved it. There's some really striking images. Um, you, I was kind of unsure of exactly what the movie was doing and where it ultimately leads it was really cool. Maybe a little predictable for some people. Um, and maybe it, I, I could see it coming across as stupid <laughs> to some people, but I thought it was <laughs> genius and I was super into what, uh, the, the culmination of kind of the themes. Pretty good shit. And it's short, too. It's like 85 minutes or something. Um, I so recommend the checking end, her out. end makes it, though? Yes, the end makes it. For the okay. first, like, hour or so, probably, I was, like, at a three, three and a half. In the last, I would say, 20 minutes, everything kind of really comes together in a big way. And uh, I ended up rating it a 4.5. It's not a perfect movie, but I was into it. I would recommend. I think both of you guys would enjoy it. It's a little slow, sick. So requires some patience, but I will uh, definitely check it out at some point. Worth a watch. And then I finally caught up with Perfect Blue. You guys know what this is? That animated or anime movie? Yes. So this is directed by Satoshi Khan, who passed away. Way before he should have. He died of like colon cancer or something. But Satoshi Khan made uh, Paprika, which uh, Christopher Nolan admitted was an inspiration for Inception. He made Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers. Perfect Blue was his debut feature film. <clears throat> and it is nuts. I bought it on Blu-ray a couple months ago. And Haley, of all people, was like, hey, let's watch Perfect Blue. I was like. You don't have to tell me twice, so <laughs> pulled it off the shelf, <laughs> put on Perfect Blue. It's a very strange movie. It's very, it makes you really uneasy. It's just, it's like a mindfuck movie. It's like a psychological thriller, basically. It's about this pop singer who decides she wants to become an actress, and it really messes with your head. Like, it distorts reality and is it's it's a very manipulative movie in the sense that it's it's hard to know if you should believe what you're seeing you know it's kind of one of those movies where it's like is it happen is it actually happening is it in her head is there some supernatural element like it keeps you guessing and it's it's really tense beautifully framed like it's an insane movie and it's one of my new favorites. Um, I'm excited to watch it again. Um, but it's nuts. Darren Aronofsky. About this one. Yeah. Darren Aronofsky famously, uh, has kind of ripped off this, this movie. When did you watch this, Matt? Probably about two weeks ago. 
Damn, I didn't even realize you did watch it, or else I would have probably tried to fit it in. Cause uh, I have it digitally, but uh, oh. just haven't pulled the trigger yet. Damn, dude. Well, come on, it's it's made for you. That it's eighty time, minutes, man. That runtime—it's <laughs> 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 nuts. Beautiful. Yeah, it it exceeded my expectations. Like Satoshi Khan is for sure my favorite, like anime filmmaker. I mean, I've seen <clears throat> almost all of his movies at this point. I've seen Perfect Blue, Paprika, Tokyo Godfathers, and Millennium Actress. I think those are... He only made four feature films in his lifetime. And then he made a TV show, too. He made a, It's called Paranoia Agent. Bought it on Amazon for like six bucks the whole season. So Wow, he died age 46. That's super sad. Yeah, way before his time. He He's a visionary. I know that word gets used a lot, but uh, it's huge. He's huge. He's a Tokyo Godfather. The the only (laughs) um, anime that Sarah's seen that I think she liked was Spirited Away. You think there's any chance she'd be interested in any of this stuff? (laughs) Uh, um, That's a no. Tom, you got to sell it. You got to sell it. (laughs) It's... I'm not so, very I don't good know. at selling anime. Does Sarah <laughs> like psychological thrillers? Uh, Does she like Black yeah. Swan? Does she like Black Swan? Sure. Okay. Because Aronofsky kind of ripped off Perfect Blue in Dark Swan. Black Swan? Dark, Black Swan, not Dark, Dark Swan. Swan. <laughs> <laughs> Black Swan. There's a lot Ooh. of similarities. Like some of the shots in Black Swan or are ripped directly um, from perfect blue even so more intrigued. it's uh she might they're weird movies though um they are strange they're not for everyone it's spirited away i don't know it could go it could go either way she could be like amazed that like anime could be so weird and heady like it's not um fantastical you know what i mean like it, it's it's generally pretty grounded it's just mm-hmm. kind of a mind fuck with its with this plot and its presentation, um, but you know it's not horny like a lot of mm-hmm. anime is. Don't it's know. also not wholesome like uh, Spirited Away is. You know, mm-hmm. like so I don't know. Um, it's worth a shot. She might like it. I think she probably would if she likes something like Black Swan. I think she would. Uh, she'd be interested. All right. Um. There's one other thing I'll talk about, but I'll save that. Not that it's like important, but someone else can go. <laughs> Tom, you have anything else? No. All right, I have a couple things. I uh, started Last Chance You. Oh, about uh, time! Basketball, yeah, season five, six, six. I yeah, at this I point, six. I don't know. It no, it's five, season. isn't it? Because they had they had two seasons yeah, at Eastern Mississippi, and then two seasons. No, at... but then they had the uh, the L A. Oh, the Oakland one, school. right? Laney L A. Football. Wasn't that what it was called? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. So five. Yeah, in Oakland. You're right. Uh, but yeah, anyways, the basketball one. Um, like six episodes in so far. I would pretty much agree with what you guys said about it. Um, I don't know if I like it as much as the football one, but I still am enjoying it quite a bit. But like Matt said, it's not as cinematic as football. 
Um, but I do like the personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing about the show so far, favorite moment, was when they were at the ranch to like try and build some morale because the team, you know, was a little down in the dumps. I haven't seen that. And uh, oh, you haven't? No, we pretty much stopped watching it. What? Oh. Bummer. Well, anyways, they uh, they have a chance to like. It's a, almost like a talent show where they uh, take turns making fun of the coach, and I was rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah, where they're doing, like, Im- impressions of, uh, of the coach. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, that coach is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I- I'm liking it so far. Um, we'll probably finish it in the next week or so. And then the other thing I'll talk about is uh, I watched Palo Alto, directed by Gia Coppola. It was not inspired by the release of Mainstream. I just uh, had been meaning to check it out. It's got a nice runtime. It was okay. It was not as good as I hoped it would have been. It kind of reminded me of like um, a movie like Men, Women, and Children. You ever seen that? Yeah, that movie sucks. That's Jason Reitman, right? Yep. That yeah, was that one movie of his, sucks. Uh, misfires. Uh, but yeah, it like follows a few different teens, and their stories intersect a bit and stuff, and they're trying to, you know, work everything out as they're nearing adulthood. Um, it just, I don't know. Some of the storylines weren't that compelling, and just felt like they were trying to be a little too edgy or go a little too far to where it wasn't really that believable. Um, but it was well shot. I thought it did look really good. Um, but yeah, overall it was just okay. I am curious about mainstream though. Heard a new movie with, uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah, I'm curious too. I remember, I think it premiered at Cannes and people like, got up and left in the middle of the screening or something. There was something to do with, with mainstream. Like people were like, fuck this. And they, they left. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's pretty polarizing. Like a lot of people are loving or hating it. Well, that makes me want to watch it. I got to see it's in (laughs) theaters, right? Uh, or I think, but it's pretty hard to find in a theater. You're probably better off just renting it. Well, on demand. Um, maybe I will. The good news is that I'm uh, fully vaccinated now, so I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get into Regal, uh, not whatever Regal's version of A list is, because uh, AMC is not really a, uh, not really out here. The only AMC I think is at Disney, like Disney Springs, which is like downtown Disney type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going all the way to fucking Disney. Right now. So <laughs> 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 there's a there's a Regal. It's a 20 screen multiplex, not too far from here. So. We're back, boys. Nice. It's almost movie. It's movie time again. Yeah, I'm tempted to make the switch to Regal too, just because there are Regal theaters closer to me, but the theaters don't seem that great. So I don't know if it's worth it. Like, like where? Linwood's not far. Uh, Everett. There's a Regal, which is closer than Everett. Everett or, is closer like, than Everett. Sorry, than Linwood. Closer than Linwood. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then I think there might be a Regal in Marysville. 
I just know there's, I think there's two Regals closer to me than an AMC, but the AMCs that are closest to me are better than the Regals that are closest to me. So it's like a give and take. Just subscribe to both. The Regal no. Marysville looks. <laughs> I'm not seeing movies at the rate I nearly was when I was on A-list previously before the pandemic. So I definitely could not justify two memberships at this point. <laughs> You'll get there though. That <laughs> no. Linwood, that Linwood AMC is, is pretty decent though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's quite a few screens and they'll have some more indie obscure stuff every once in a while. Movies are back boys. It's going to be huge. Are you guys I'm going to start taking the ferry over to Whidbey. Going to Clyde Theater. What the fuck is Clyde Theater? I've never heard it of it. It looks great. You should Google it. <laughs> I can't tell if ride? you're being sarcastic or not. I am, but it has a 4.8. <laughs> People love it. Oh, what, on Google? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Google. <laughs> Whidbey Island? Is that where it is? Yeah, yeah. Clyde Theater has a 4.8 according to Google reviews. Good to know. <laughs> uh, what was the question, Matt? Um, I don't even remember. Oh, are we vaccinated? Yeah, oh, I yes. Am. Yeah. Uh, yep. I'm. I got my second dose this past week. Nice. How to how shot number two treat you guys? Honestly, not too bad. I uh, had a sore arm, obviously, for a few days, but beyond that. No real side effects. Maybe slightly more tired than normal, but uh, I didn't really notice too much of a difference. It was very bad for me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a great go with the second shot. I I didn't have a fever, but I was like terribly tired. My whole body ached. I had a headache. Uh, you I did have a fever. Out. I had like the worst <laughs> chills ever. It was rough. Glad you had a great time, Travis, but <laughs> Oh yeah, I was fine. It was not fun. All right. Um what was the other thing? Oh, I was yeah. I saw White Oleander, which is uh mm -hmm. like early two thousands. <laughs> uh <laughs> it's based on a book. It stars um Michelle Pfeiffer, Renell of a candle. Renell. <laughs> Renee Zellweger. Um it's like about this teenager who like moves through like a series of foster homes because Michelle Pfeiffer, her mom murders a dude. So she like goes to jail. So she's like stuck in foster care and it's about her like relationship with her mom and how she like rebels against her mother and her moving through and meeting these different people through the foster care system. And it was, it was decent. I ended up liking it more than I thought I would. Um, started off i was like eh, this movie it's all over the place but um ultimately i thought it was pretty pretty impactful and pretty effective um looks like an early 2000s movie so it doesn't have Gross. that going for it you know because <laughs> it's not a great era of film but performances were good i thought renee zellweger's character was really interesting um and the main, the teenager is played by the chick from uh, Drag Me to Hell, the main character from Drag Me to Hell. So, hmm. pretty, uh, it's worth watching. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought it would. I would. Haley wanted to watch it because she, uh, she had seen it when she was younger, and she just finished the novel 
pretty recently. So we checked her out. She rented it a DVD from the library. So it was the first DVD I've watched in <laughs> quite some time, but it was good. I enjoyed it. Right That's on. all I got. I miss, I miss those days. The, the DVD DVDs days. From the library. Yep. Yeah. Before it was like embarrassing to watch a DVD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to mention before we uh, wrap things up here? Nope. We uh, right on the dot for you, Tom. Yeah. And the suns are up 10. So, you know, life <laughs> <No>. is good. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Shit. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Um, do either of you know what's uh, what's on the horizon? Is there anything dropping in June that's, that's uh, huge? Well, Army of the Dead is an option that just dropped this weekend. Yeah. I suppose. Zack Snyder. We love him around here. Huge fans. Yeah. Army of the Dead. Probably would have been better than uh, what we did watch. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot to even talk about uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Because I thought that's what we were going to watch originally. Oh, right. Pretty um, fucking forgettable, though. So <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Sheridan <laughs> did it, right? Yeah, it was definitely a uh, jobber-type uh, movie from him. It was uh, his weakest effort, uh, script-wise and directorial-wise. It was not very good, to sum it up. It was, I don't know, just kind of a mess... Um, a little too melodramatic and there's just like too much going on for me. Some good moments, but overall didn't work for me. Yeah. Shit. Budget didn't match the, uh, the script. So yeah, not great. <laughs> Brutal. When does, um, quiet place, uh, part two come out? This weekend, soon, right? That's this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Oh, that's the one. Is that going to be like a HBO Max type of situation? No, I think it's theaters only. Oh my god! But if you're willing to, to make the trip, out. let's huh? go. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's also, go. There's also Cruella, um, huh? the new Conjuring, the Conjuring, the Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. Doesn't that sound great? No. The next one's going to be the Devil. Knows what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for that. Um, there's a new Purge movie coming soon. Can't wait for that. Mm, That's going to be no. huge. Um, In the Heights, the new Lin-Manuel Miranda flick. That's going to be a, a movie. Um, Peter Rabbit 2. Oh, Come on, uh, guys. Black Widow. See the first. Black Widow's coming out. Finally. F9. It's just called F9 because they just ran out of ideas for movies. Mm-hmm. The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, the sequel to the hit film, The Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> that's going to be huge. That's a must-see. This is going to be the biggest summer ever, you guys. And I Space Jam? Space Jam. There's a new Hotel Transylvania coming out. You guys love Hotel Transylvania, the fourth one. Jungle Cruise, Jungle Cruise, The Green Knight, Suicide Squad. Oh my God! A, an untitled Don't Knight, Breathe though. sequel. This hey. is just gonna be. That is. Don't blink. Huge. Oh, you guys remember that shitty movie that we saw trailers for with Ryan Reynolds, where he's like a video yes. game, where uh, he like guy, gets rebooted uh, and guy stuff. Man. Free guy. Yeah, Guy Man. Guy Man. <laughs> guy Man coming to theaters this summer. It's gonna be huge. 
Um, just the options are the options are endless. So we'll, we'll see what man. we settle on. That's my favorite movie of 2021. <laughs> Most anticipated, <laughs> Guy Man. Um, okay, that's gonna do it for this episode, you guys. Thank you everybody for listening. To be determined what the next review is, but uh, we'll figure it out. Whatever it is, it's gonna be a blast. So we will return. Thank you everybody for listening. See you later. Later.